Here I am, Coco, an old friend, here with members from the Coco Collective community. Each week, we inspire you to get back on to Blueprint through our experiences and journey living from a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is your vibrational experience. So I woke up this morning and I said to Scott, I feel like we should record. So we're sitting on our couch having our morning coffee. You know, no mics, no anything, just me and Scott. I don't even have makeup on. It's that early. (laughs) And I'm on my um, like time away to kind of do my work, but I have just been seeing so much clarity and witnessing so much within, you know, ourselves, um, everybody around us that I just really wanted to kind of record this episode to extend that hand to everybody. So one of the big things that I wanted to share is you know, the new very much is here um, more than ever. And what that means this week is there's going to be a lot of high, high, high distractions moving forward now. And, you know, the illusion of you being somewhere that you are not is really coming up to show um, you this week. So one of the first things I want to start with is this distraction energy. And the distraction energy is really trying to have a heyday with the ego right now to try and get you to stop. And here's the thing. It is so easy to stop. Well, yeah. What imagery really popped in my head as you're sitting there talking about that is we've all kind of like either you've got like a, an Apple phone or you've got an Android phone and you know how to use them. Mm-hmm. You know how they operate, like you can pretty much like scroll through your phone or do whatever you need to do on your phone without even thinking about it. But now if you have an, an Apple, uh, you have an iPhone and someone hands you a Android, it's the, it's the same phone, but you're completely fucking lost. Yeah. Because you're so used to how things operated on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. They, they're like, I can't find anything. I can't fucking do anything. Like <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. I, I just fucking hate my life. Yeah. But really, it's the almost exact same thing. It's just different. Yeah. That is the new energy being cemented in right now. We're getting accustomed to... The new technology, the new, basically. The new, basically. the new technology, the new way of life, all that stuff that's settling in. And it can be very frustrating, mm-hmm. which is just leads to the distractions. What can I do to distract myself from the fact that this is kind of fucking almost like... I don't say difficult, but different. Mm-hmm. Well, and what also um, is interesting is like all these things that percolate, I then get like messages or emails or I hear about it in sessions. And this week I've been getting DMs and I just got one this morning from someone who was like, you know, nothing feels like it's resonating anymore. You know, I feel like I've taken a step back, you know, I'm quote unquote, say, you know, a year into my linear journey doing this work. And I just feel like I'm worse off. And I feel like, your analogy hits the nail on the head with this because our ego thinks it's fucking linear, especially with our work. You know, it's like we kind of have the whole blueprint mentoring and everything that's going on. And something that came to me the other day is like, you will get, you know, a taste of your higher self to almost be that carrot to dangle you because a big new layer is coming along. So everybody has that kind of journey where they think it's like, oh, I start something and then I'm just going to rapidly get better. It doesn't always work that way, especially if you've been bypassing, especially if you've been like doing all the external coping mechanisms, especially if you were the highest frequency in where you were when you started. When you shift and you all of a sudden upgrade, like Scott is using that analogy, to a new phone, to a new thing, you're going to feel like a fish out of dead fu- out of water. It's going to be so overwhelming. And that's that journey. It's circular, you know? It's multidimensional, not A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, yeah. And I had a thought in my head here. I'm just going to try and grasp it here quickly. Um, damn. That's the problem with us. We have these things (laughs) and then they, they, as fast as they come, they go that fast. But, 
You, okay, so what it had more to do with like, yeah, when you're when you're doing the work and you're shifting, what everyone kind of is in right now is that dark night of the soul. Yeah. Things are actually better than mm-hmm. they were before. Mm-hmm. Whatever was going on, once you started doing this work, once you kind of awake, awake, awoken mm-hmm. to that level of to a level of consciousness, things are better than they were before because you have at least some iota of understanding. Yes. The problem is, is you have some iota of understanding, so they can seem like it's worse because now you can overthink everything. Mm-hmm. And you can start overanalyzing your wounds. You can start overanalyzing your imagery. You can start overanalyzing your body, your sessions. And you start overthinking them because you start comparing them to where you want to be Mm -hmm. instead of where you are. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things too that you hit the nail on the head, one of the big distractions of this all is wanting it how you want it and picking and choosing it that way. So one of the big things that everybody needs to be honest with themselves about moving forward, because the next, it's not stopping you guys. The new is locked in, it's here now. And so if you're still clinging to any of the old and you're clinging to how you want it, how you want your life to be, it is going to feel jarring. It is going to feel rough because you cannot pick and choose how you want your life to be. So what everybody needs to do is be radically honest with yourself. You know, if you want that human life still and you want to go out and live your human life, then go. That's okay. Nobody's judging you, you know, but be honest with yourself. If you are constantly trying to put a round peg into a square hole, but it's it's not, it, it, you know, you just, I don't even have the language properly to what I'm trying to say. Like people are not, the distractions are trying to pull you. So if you literally cannot... um be honest with yourself, then it's going to be that, that push pull. Well, let's see if I can, I, this feels like it's going to be like symbolism day today. Yeah, on the podcast. go ahead. When you started, when you started this journey, you were dating someone. You were, you guys were maybe fighting a little bit, but there was good times and there was bad times. You didn't really click. You kind of missed the mark just a little bit, maybe in things. And you kind of just felt different. You kind of started the work and realized that sometime on this journey, we have to split up. We're just, mm-hmm. we're just not a good fit anymore. I know there's a few people in the community that have been like that. And this is kind of why this analogy works. But now that you've split up, you've had some time apart. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You've been sitting in your house. You're lonely. You know, you just miss companionship. You miss talking to someone. So when you look back over your previous relationship, you're looking at just the highlights. Mm-hmm. And the highlights when you were in it were far and few in between, which is why you guys broke up. Mm-hmm. But when you look back, you're like, oh, remember all those good times we had? I really miss this. I really like that. But you're missing all the times that you guys were miserable well, and, and you fought. And dead on there, Scott, because those highlights become the ego distraction. Exactly. You know, so when we're sitting here in the middle of our work, it's like we almost like... Uh, fantasize or bypass or create this whole illusion that life was better before before exactly and if you sit yourself if you sit with yourself for a little bit longer you know you'll realize just like how happy you actually are because you don't have that backpack full of shit you don't have that ex or whoever holding you back mm-hmm. yes it's different but it doesn't mean it's bad mm-hmm. you just have to sit with it a little bit longer And this whole, like, next, they're telling me, like, six, seven weeks is very much death, rebirth, death, rebirth, death, rebirth. You know, it's very much just going to be rapid now. Like, it's going to be so fast. And one of the other things that has really been coming up is you know, this journey is all on you. So in our world, we can give such amazing information, you know, really hold your hand, really help you run, but it's 100%, you know, on, on you. And I really notice that like the ego, when it's not getting what it doesn't want, it will find it so easy to try and blame or put into um, a, a box that it was the information that's causing the the distrust distrust almost so I really want to like talk about um the trust that you need to have inherently right now and just always but like now with the new really gridded in it's that trust that you have to really really go deep in right now because it's so easy 
for the distractions, the human distractions, the doing to really get in the way and tell you not to trust. So when we are doing this work, it's like you almost have to have these like carrots in front of you, I've noticed. Like yesterday was such a big day for me and my work, a full circle moment for like four years. And I was saying, you know, you and I, Scott, had a carrot from the very beginning in 2018 when we got that information to keep us doing the work that we had to do. So it was like the carrot was always there being like, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that carrot actually was an external save me thing at the time is what we thought it was. It was going to save us. Yeah. And you have to like hold that, hold that carrot in front of you as you see it, when you see it, when it pop, when that carrot pops up in front of you, Mm -hmm. you have to see it recognize for what it is and then move that carrot Mm -hmm. into the back burner. Yeah. And that's kind of like when you need it, you pull that carrot back out in front of you and that's what's keeping you focused. And then when you no longer need it for that day or for that moment, then you move it back into the back burner. And that's really how higher self and stuff is supposed to work. It's that imagery that's placed in front of you Mm -hmm. that then shifts into the back of your head and then you just start unconsciously or consciously maybe even making decisions, choosing that direction. Yeah. And that's how you like you know, start to really achieve your higher self. Yeah. Cause you're clearing out from the inside out and you know, you really have that quote unquote carrot, that, that, that knowing inside of you that you're here for something more, but that, that gets so tricky for people because they literally don't trust. They don't believe. But if it was, I always say this, if it was a million dollars in your face, like if Coco was to say to you, Oh, here, like if you do this work, there's a million dollar prize at the end. Every fucking person would do it. You know, like I've been read, I read an email this week where somebody had said, you know, I lost my motivation, you know, during the year. And it's like, okay, well, they're, this is not about motivation. Like this is not an external thing. The motivation doesn't come from me. It doesn't come from Scott. The motivation comes from the deep desire to really understand that you're here for more. And you have to really go deep and trust. And this is this work is not quote unquote easy. It's not for the faint of heart, but it is life changing because the new is it's it's like it's heaven on earth is how I would explain in the last few days. Like literally. And yeah. so you have to you have to basically use those carrots that are given to you to help you move forward. And I feel like people are also way too hard on themselves. Yeah. Whoa, dead on. Because yeah. I lost my motivation. Yeah. Your motivation is going to wax and wane. Mm-hmm. It's going to come and it's going to go and it's going to be okay. There's going to be some days where you're just like, oh my God, like I'm fucking... So 1000% invested in this work. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing. It's so empowering. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be days where it's like, I feel fucking crazy. I feel like nothing's changed. Yeah. But even though you're saying that, you still have to take those steps forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, Scott. Maybe, maybe those days you're not running or sprinting and instead you're crawling. Yeah. But it's okay to at least recognize that, hey, today I'm having a rough day, but I'm still going in that direction. Yeah, I'm not done my journey yet. I still have more I want to do or more places I want to go. I'm not done yet, but I'm still going. And really going back, like that is so dead on, Scott, and going back to those like carrots that really can help you. I know somebody yesterday said to me, you know, on my hard days when I'm like, fuck, I'm expanding. My body feels so large. You know, this is crazy. And this person was reversing a disease and has fully reversed it in, in the in the last eight weeks. And this person said to me, like, during my quote unquote hard days, when I felt just like so crazy by myself sitting there, it's like, literally, they pulled that carrot out, you know, that knowledge of like, wow, like, this is so going to impact not only my life, but so many other people. And that was that carrot that kept them going, you know, through the, the thick of it, through the rough of it, and just surrendering over and over and over again is really the key to everything that's happening. But when you pick apart every single thing and you are looking at it externally as like, 
you know, that badge of honor or wanting to be spiritual. That's another thing that I've been like hearing lately. And I'm like, I don't even know that word anymore because spiritual to me is an external thing outside of you. You just are that. So it's like, you really need to realize that all of this is birthing out of you and you just need to like breathe. You cannot undo what you know. That's a thing. You cannot go back even if you wanted to. Even if you wanted to, there is no going back. That's, that's what's crazy. And I know this journey because I felt that way myself. I mean, you even said it to me a couple months. You're like, oh my God, like, am I falling behind? I remember you saying it one day to me in the kitchen and I was like, you can't fall behind. You can't go back. Yeah. You can't, you can't unstretch your mind once it's been stretched yeah. by a thought or an idea. I mean, that quote's been around for... Well, it looks like taffy. Like, I can yeah. see it like taffy. Once you stretch out taffy, you can't get it back to its original shape. You just can't. Yeah. And that's where you have to kind of go back to to some mantras that hopefully you've developed over the course of your journey. It's like, I've come too far yeah. to turn around now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know too much. Mm-hmm. I can't unsee what I've unseen. I got to keep going forward. Mm-hmm. You know? When you would say that to me, you know during the hardest parts of our stuff um you'd be like well what do you want to do coco like there what do you want to do and you're like the only way is up forward moving forward you know and in in our case getting off the game board of 3d and moving up and every time you said that i was like yeah like it's not an option it's non-negotiable like for you and i one of our biggest quote unquote fears was going back to saskatchewan to that state of being and that consciousness because even who we are naturally as light beings we cannot sustain ourselves in that frequency like it just does not it's not even an option and that was a big discussion in the early days would be like oh my god we're going to have to go back and you'd be like no like there's options, there's, that we, options. there's options that we haven't even thought about yet yeah, or, looked order, at. or looked at in order to stay. There's mm-hmm. things that haven't been presented to us mm-hmm. that we're unaware of that will come up that we can choose. But we they, just have to be like patient, mm-hmm. observant, and open to as many things as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a long time since we talked about it, but that's that flex muscle. Mm-hmm. You know, are you being slightly uncomfortable mm-hmm. regularly? Mm-hmm. When's the last time you, you were slightly uncomfortable? When's the last time you flexed that like nervousness that you had about making decisions? Mm-hmm. Or have you been making decisions that you very much have been comfortable with that are very much the same day-to-day choices over and over again? Well, Scott, you hit the nail. It, we really need to touch back on that. It's that trust flex muscle. Is if you're not uncomfortable... If you are um, jar- not jarred by a frequency adjustment, meaning it, like we'll use us as an example. When we moved from Saskatchewan to BC, it got harder for us. The first two or three years of being in BC was brutal because we were the highest frequency where we lived in Saskatchewan. We came here and the adjustment was rough and we were quote unquote awake then. You and know, the distractions were fucking the distractions through the roof. were through the fucking roof. And I remember even like saying to you, like, oh, like it was so easy to run, you know, our life in Saskatchewan and run our business in Saskatchewan because we had no distractions and da 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 da. Well, the best thing we ever did was lean in to the uncomfortables. It was so fucking uncomfortable. I mean, even reflecting back on it now and going into those timelines, like it was like, you know, we were shaking in our boots every single day. And that's exactly, you hit the nail on the head there is everybody wants to do the work when they're comfortable. But then as soon as they get uncomfortable, they're like, ooh, ee, ah. It's like you said, you go back to the whole X and you look at the highlight reel. They go back to exactly what's comfortable. Yes. But- Everything is. You can't un- grow uncomfortable. Everything is uncomfortable when it's new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the important thing to remember. Everything that's new is going to be uncomfortable because it's new. Yeah. It should feel different. Yeah. Because if it doesn't feel different, then it's the same. Mm-hmm. And then it's not new. And you're not growing. You know, you can't grow in the same old, same old. And one of the things I know I was talking about this after a session with someone is. You, you have to be willing and allowing yourself to make some mistakes mm-hmm. because you're not going to get it right 100% the first time. Mm-hmm. That's 
flexing that muscle, that's practicing, that's trusting in yourself and really finding out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Yeah. And you only learn, you only grow through learning. And that's the big thing too, that we really need to emphasize with the energy and the themes that we've been hearing through people. People get fear plants or people start like really like freaking out because they're so scared of making the wrong decision on their blueprint. They're so scared that if they do something, they're going to get like a plant. You guys, plant is the greatest fucking gift you could ever get. Plant is there because that means you're going to heal the root of a layer and it's never, ever, ever going to come back. So if you're in our world and you have plant consumption, you need to really sit with yourself with this information and be so happy that you have plant because plant means that 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 layer will never, ever come back for you in that form. And it has to come up to happen. But you need to understand that, yeah, you... My thought, my train of thought went away. <laughs> Literally, draw the blank. Scott, take it. Well, I was just thinking about when Megan was talking about moving out. Yes. She had this fantasy in her head about what it was going to be like when she moved out. So she moved out. She moved in with some boy and was like um, very different frequency in their house. Jarring, than, yeah. Than it was in ours. And she really, really noticed it. So then she was still looking for a place. She's like, you know what? I just, you know... She had to take that step, but she's like, I want to move out. I want my own place. I want my own space. I want to create my own frequency. I want to create my own frequency. So she went looking and she got her own place. And she's created her own frequency. But Mm -hmm. what she's really worried about is having to, is making the wrong, making a wrong mistake or a wrong decision that she then has to ask for help. Yes. You know, I've spent too much money or I, you know, I didn't save up enough money. So I need assistance with rent or I need assistance with groceries or whatever, that's what her big worry is, but she's really trying to like lean into it and she's got to learn. She's uncomfortable. She's uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. like when we move from, like the amount of help that we got from like our parents in Saskatchewan when we lived there was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we got our gas tanks filled up lots of times mm-hmm. just randomly because like, hey, just go, you know, if you guys need something, just go put gas in the car. It was so comfortable. It was so us. comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then we moved out to BC. Alone. A- alone. And there's no one else was there. Guess yeah. what? We were able to put gas in our vehicles yeah. all the time by ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what happens when you actually decide that you're capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. When you don't need that help anymore. Well, and what I remember my thought, train of thought that I forgot was everybody's so scared of making this like wrong mistake and like fucking up their blueprint or something, but you can't. And here's the thing, like as a mentor, I use myself, um, Scott and I do all the time, our journeys and our knowledge, we have so much knowledge to kind of help mentor. So we use our experiences and, you know, that's the beauty of having a mentor for your light is, you know, we've kind of paved the way to help you, you know, not fall so hard. But at the end of the day, you can listen to our experiences and our stuff and your ego will tell you, well, it's not me. That's great for Coco and Scott. That's da, 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 da. But here's the thing. You still have to go out and learn and experience it. So I know a lot of people tell me from sessions are like, I always hear your voice, you know, when I'm scared of, you know, that credit card payment, or I'm scared of like that creditor coming to the door, or I'm scared of this, or I have this, I hear your voice, but they have to go out and walk it. They have to go and experience it. It might be a softer experience because they have our words to be like, okay, somebody else has walked this before me. I'm not, it's not that scary. It's not that big, but you need to experience it nonetheless. And you cannot fuck up. Like literally you cannot. I mean, yeah, if you pop down, which means you just want to go and live your human life, even that is not quote unquote, a mistake. It just means that either this isn't the lifetime or this isn't the year or whatever that you want to go and do this. So as mentors, as this whole world where we're leading the way for new earth, we have to watch and let people go because we cannot do it for you. We cannot. And as much as people say, oh, I want it, I want it, I want it. It's so easy to blame your mentors or blame people for your lack of really truly wanting it because when you want it when it burns in you bad enough it's easy 
What do you mean? You find a way. Don't fuck up the quote. Your dad's going to be yes. so mad at you. When it burns any bad enough, you, you find, find a way. way. Mm-hmm. And you know what? People, I've heard it mentioned a few times. Um, people think we're special. Yeah. One, thank you, but no. Yeah. I am probably the most ordinary, boring person in the world. We just have made choices every single yeah. day for our light. That's the difference. Like I've sat down and I've talked to lots of people in the communities and you guys are by far cooler than me. You really are. And I mean, I'm just, I mean, I, I, I can already hear people being like, you know, you're not like you're, you're next to like royalty over here. You're next to Coco, like you're special, but yeah. And that's, Making tough choices. Yeah. I mean, the difference between me and Scott and all of you guys listening to us right now is nothing, number one. But in a human sense, in a physical sense, is me and Scott have radically chosen our light. We make the hard decisions where we don't attend the family functions or, you know, we put our money into our into our light. It's always in our, into our light. So you can walk into our home, you can see how we live and it looks effortless because we literally have made the hard decisions every single day of our life that you guys don't see day to day to day to day to day still every single day to be radical in choosing our light. Nothing comes from fear. Everything comes from light. And that started from the depths of flexing that trust muscle like yeah. the depths i know we yeah. i know what we mentioned this um everything in our house has been chosen from feeling yeah i mean if you guys have walked into our house we have bold colors we have bold patterns mm-hmm. we have bold prints i mean and it vintage furniture vintage galore. furniture yeah. like it's it's very much not normal than what normal people what people would in the status quo in the status yeah. quo would pick yeah but that doesn't and that's that's just for us and then you have someone like another person whose house is very much what would you call it like white and beige yeah like alexia's house is white and beige but being but, around but, with alexia too we have stood in front of plant pots and plants for you know half hour so she could feel into that purchase yeah. not even looking at the price tag and you know going to buy and maybe that's a $500 plant and plant pot but to this day you know she would be like I actually have never even thought about the price because the feeling invokes that frequency and that's what everybody doesn't see is we have made choices that sometimes you know we'll be in a place or you know experiencing things for an hour you know, because we feel into everything that we do. Everything in our life comes from feeling and comes from light being. And it's not easy. It gets easier, granted. But in the early days when we were really flexing that trust muscle where I know a lot of you guys are wobbly right now, we really had to lean into everything and be like, is this a hell yes or a hell no? Yeah. And when you walk into Alexia's like white and beige house, it feels like Alexia. Yes. You get that feeling. When you walk into our house, you're like, yes, this is just like, this feels like Coco's house. Yes. But I think we're on like, what, fourth or fifth time of like making changes to the house. Mm-hmm. It was not done overnight. We changed a bunch of little things all the time mm-hmm. and eventually got to where we are now. And we're still continuing to evolve. evolve. I mean, I joke about this all the time. The problem with our electric taste I think it's electric. Eclectic. Eclectic taste is it gets harder and harder to find pieces. Mm -hmm. But when we find them. They're a hell yes. They're a hell yes. Mm -hmm. And this waiting and trusting that we will come across that right piece. We will come across that. We will find that right color that mixes in with our house, mixes in with our patterns. It mixes in with that vibe that we've created. Yes, from the inside. And what this is kind of like moving me to is how you always say, what's meant for you will never pass you by. So if you use the basic thing of like finding those patterns, those prints, that piece of furniture, that's everything on your blueprint coming right down to your mentors and to everything in your life. You'll be drawn to places. Like I know Kelowna is such a huge thing for everybody because the frequency is so high. You know, you might've never had Kelowna on your radar and then all of a sudden it's on your radar and you get here. And if you come from a lower frequency, it's gonna take you time to adjust to this frequency. 
It just is. You cannot expect to come from like floor two to floor, you know, 1000. It's going to be jarring. It's going to be overwhelming. It's going to, you're going to get pulled to that highlight reel of like, ooh, you know, previously looked better. But this is how this goes is you have to, you know, really realize that what's meant for you will not pass you by. It will literally be in your face, smacking you with the biggest fucking clarity you can ever imagine. And you're going to be pulled to places, people and things. But the discernment is, is it coming from wanting or coming from feeling? Yeah, because you're not going to know why. You're going to have to just like trust it, trust it, lean in. And be present in that moment, in that experience to feel whatever it is you need to feel. Mm-hmm. So when you leave that um, that place, you walk away with some sort of understanding. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't walk away with an understanding that you get right then and there. It gets pushed to the back burner. Then the understanding comes once you have a little bit of, t- of time and distance away from that event. Well, yeah. and It's being patient still in this world. At this time, we don't want to be patient. No. We want it now. Well, it's We're an app. Sti- Our whole life is an app. We are in the like... Now. In the now. We went from like, you know, having to work out 60 minutes a day to like 10 minute abs. Yeah. That's all we want is 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes to the perfect body. Mm-hmm. Well, but nobody... you have to be patient. Well, and this has been a like a big conversation and you really brought this up last week and a big conversation has been... Okay, so in this frequency, we reverse age and we are going to live to 115 to 120. So if you're doing the work right now and you integrate within the next two years, you have 80 freaking years. But yet we're losing it right now, losing it. So all of you who have been like really hardcore doing this work, especially in our world for the last year, you're losing it because in not even one year, you haven't fully integrated and you're going through your layers to live 80 years, 80 years of an aligned life. Like it's crazy when you actually sit and process it in your human brain because you hit the nail and really rocked us like last week where you're like this and this and this has happened for you and I in two years. And then, you know, we were saying to like even Alexia and Dirk yesterday, we're like, look at what's happened because their journey, Alexia's started her journey. She's going on to two years this February and Dirk met us last summer, right? So it's, or two summers ago. Okay. But he really started doing the work, whatever he's in his first year. Well, we'll just say, regardless, look at what has happened within one and two years. Like you said, what the fuck is even going to happen for the rest? You can't like, like Dirk said to me yesterday and I love what he said. He's like, imagination is gone. Like you can't even imagine it. You know, you could go to all the external things like the house, the boats, the this, whatever you want for your human. It's beyond that. But here you guys, a lot of people and and, and us including, I went through there too, you know, whining and victim and all that stuff about why it's so hard and why things aren't happening faster. I mean, they are fucking happening fast yeah things are happening so fast we just have to be patient we i mean you spend a lifetime like receiving trauma Mm -hmm. and then hiding that trauma in those wounds masking it masking it coping coping with it and then it takes you a long time of sitting with that trauma in those wounds to be uncomfortable enough to be like hey i'm fucking unhappy Mm -hmm. i need to get out of this because i just need something different and it takes a lot of courage to it all d- of a sudden go internally instead of externally and, and it, accept and it does, that and look at that. And it does. So let's say you've received your your core wounds. Yeah. Yeah. And you've what? Maybe started to figure that out within the last year? Yeah. But you've had, I mean. Layers I'm, upon layers. Years? Yeah. I mean, my goodness, I'm approaching middle age. So I've lived with these wounds for, I mean... 40 years almost. Almost 40 years. So if I'm having one year to work on it, I can't be super mad about where I'm at because it's taking time to reverse all those things. And I have to like, how many times am I going to do it and get nervous and back away until I learn to start trusting that flex muscle 
that I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to is how fast can you trust yourself? Mm -hmm. And it's all on you guys. You know, it's all on the individual. You know, you can move as fast as you want to. You know, I'm seeing integration in like 10, 11, 12 months with some people because they just, that's it. They've hit that, they've hit that where Scott said they want it that bad. And they're just like, I fucking can't. I'm just going to take this and boom and boom and boom and boom. And however long you sit on your layers is on you, you know, really, truly. And, you know, you hit the nail on the head is it's like, we, we want everything so, we want it yesterday. Well, we want it yesterday. Our ego wants it. Our ego wants to be in purpose. Our ego wants all this stuff. Our ego wants it. But that's that's the journey to integration because once you're integrated and once you live from your light versus your ego, you actually don't give a flying fuck and you're so busy with the information and your purpose that you actually don't even realize how fast things are coming on. I know in our world, for all of you guys that have been following along, it's like, let's just take this in for a moment. In February or March, I think it was February, I got the download for energy signatures. Okay, we did not know energy signatures, you guys, last year at this time. Plant came on into our world in April, end of March into April. I remember the last experience month, we had malware that changed everybody's world. You know, all this language, all this stuff in our world, this didn't even exist, you guys. Like me and Alexia with our sessions on the body, we just started using IVs from the hologram and all that stuff. Like, I don't even know, three months ago? But then it just, it comes on and it's so consuming. It's so everything that you don't even know life before that. And that's where you guys need to really hear that. It's like, you know, you know you're doing it when you can't remember life before it because it starts to just become your life. That's the difference. When the work is separate from who you are, that's where the ego comes in and really clings you. Because when it really starts to just be your life and it's at the top of the pyramid, this work and then everything else, the priorities, all of the sudden there just is no separation. It's when you're picking and choosing that it feels hard. That it really because the ego's in there trying to be impatient, trying to tell you all the things. But when you make this your life and nothing else matters, the pyramid, as they're showing me, bleeds down. And that's where you have to just really be radical and true with yourself is it's like, yeah, it just goes back to just how bad do you want it and being patient, like Scott said, giving yourself compassion, giving yourself that time, being open with your feelings, because that's another thing is nobody wants to feel. No, exactly. We don't, we don't feel enough as human beings, because when we do feel we're, we've been told, and we've been taught, we should feel a certain way. Yeah. And that has led to like a mass confusion as to what we really feel, because I should feel this way. Mm hmm. This is what I've been told. Mm -hmm. I've got a great life. I've got a great job. I have no reason not to be unhappy. I just moved to Kelowna. I just moved to Kelowna. Why am I unhappy? Because yeah. I've been told I should be happy. Yeah. That people have a life that others, that I have a life that others dream to live. Yeah. But I'm unhappy. That's And you feel guilty about it. And you yeah. try and like, and you try and, you try and justify why you should be happy. Mm -hmm. Well, and you, you justify that because you need to feel the emotions that are causing, um, how I'd explain it is you need to feel the emotions that are causing the feeling in the first place. So one of the big things that I noticed is we tend to right away when we feel a feeling, go to an external cause, okay? But what you need to realize is that the external cause is majority of the time not the feeling that you're feeling, you know? So as light beings, as energy, there's so much going on to stir things inside of you that sometimes your feelings are just literally from, you know, the, what you felt, you know, when you were five, 
you know, but you've just been so suppressed and you have no idea an external thing might have quote unquote pushed that feeling to come out. But nonetheless, it's like, you just need to feel, you don't always need to know why you're feeling what you're feeling. You know, sometimes like, sometimes you just have to be driving in the car and cry driving or sitting in the passenger seat of the car with your sunglasses on. silently crying yes and that's okay yes it's not that you're sad it's just that this thing has come up and you're just allowing yourself to connect with it to touch it and allow it to come through i know that and it doesn't need understanding i know that that's one of the big things um i was talking about that with you yesterday scott where i'm like one in the journey you had said something to me and that was what you said you're like that's one thing about you coco is you feel you feel everything and i know as my partner watching me it's like i have cried and i feel every decimal of everything and half the time in the last few years i didn't even know what i was crying over or what i was feeling or why i felt off you know definitely had plant consumption and all those things but i just like felt you know you can really uh, what as someone who witnessed that with me, there'd be days where I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I fucking feel so fucked. And all these emotions and all these feelings and everything are coming up. And I just felt it. And even the other day we said to you, Scott, how do you feel about the energy today? Like what's coming up? Like, what do you feel in your body? And the one word you could give us was possibility. You know, that was the emotion that you were feeling was possibility. Yeah. You have to feel the emotions in order to release it. Even if you don't know why, you know, yeah. even though if you're like, I don't know possibility of what, I don't even know why I'm saying possibility, but that's the language I can attach to this to just let it move through me. And understanding will come eventually. You'll figure out why you were crying eventually, or maybe it won't come yeah, at all. Exactly. And you're 100% okay with that because in the moment, that's what you needed to do. Well, and that goes back to us being multidimensional beings, being when you feel this, like I said, it could be that, that energy spiraling around you from when you were five starting to just come through you. But again, it's going back to thinking with everything. It's like, oh, like I shouldn't be crying. Why am I a hot mess? Why am I feeling this? Why am I sitting here in my house crying for the hundredth time? And the other thing that's really coming up is really the surrender of the switch as to a light being where your body starts to expand as well. Well, I mean, we're talking about feeling, um, food. Yes. Food is, is food is a big one. Yeah. Are like, are you eating? Are you not eating? What are you choosing to eat? Are you judging what you're choosing mm-hmm. to eat? Lots of days I go till like like three o'clock mm-hmm. before I even eat anything. And then some days ten o'clock in the morning I'm having I'm having I'm having food. Well, that's the unwinding of the human, right? So as you move into this light, and that's one of the big things that you guys need to hear too, is your body's going to expand. And I know um, in our world, there's, it's just a constant conversation where it's like, nothing is fitting anymore. You know, wow, like my stomach, my skin, it's never looked this way. And it's like, even if you want it to, it's like, you couldn't go and run. You couldn't go and do all this like physical activity because as a light, you have to be. So when you get into that category, which many of you guys are starting to move into, that level of surrender and trust starts to fuck with you too. But then you just melt into it because it's laughable because you're like, if even if you got in the car to go and do that external fitness thing or try and do it, you literally would, you would struggle. It's hard because your body has so much light frequency and codes, things that I can't even give you proper language for right now, coming through you to help you come on grid as a light being in this world. So you have to surrender to all of this. And this is the work. And this is the flip from the old to the new is nothing from the old comes with you. And it's like those people that are really clinging to the old ways and how the old worked and how the old made them feel and the cause and effect and the glam and the quote unquote spiritual external thing that they see it as an external thing outside of them, a connection that they can like tap into their head when they want it. You gotta be real with yourself because this is the death and the rebirth and the dying and the ending you you if that's what you want then go and do it and live your best life with that but trying to fit yourself into the new but not willing to let yourself melt into the new is just gonna really fuck with you and it's gonna be hard for you you can't have one foot in and one foot out anymore 
You can't. Well, and, and that's the honest truth. It's the analogy we've used for a super long time, or at least I know I have. If you're falling and you're holding on to a rope, yeah. the rope sliding through your hands is causing more damage than if you just were to let go. Mm-hmm. Let the rope go and trust that you will be okay. And be okay with where you are. Yeah. That's a big thing. And be okay with the fact that you held onto the rope for far too long. Yeah. And that you know you held onto the rope far too long. Mm-hmm. Because that's okay. Because mm-hmm. there's things that you needed to learn in those moments mm-hmm. that you you weren't ready, that you needed to feel. Yeah. Exactly. You needed to feel those things in those moments. Well, and one of the big things that I just got to go back to and really hit the nail on the head here is... The energy this month moving into October, if you cannot accept where your life is right now or what layers you're going through, it is going to be challenging for you because you're living in that illusion, illusion of someday. So it's like, I'm already there or I'm already back there. Okay. So that kind of bridge that they're showing me is very much that illusion of where you think you are. And you have to be okay with where you are and where your life is right now and continue to take the steps forward, like Scott said, choosing your light and doing this work to bridge this. Because you can't lie to yourself about about this anymore. The illusion, the bypassing, the coping, the distractions, you you have to notice it. It no longer serves you. Yeah. What you're doing no longer serves you. I want something different. Mm Mm-hmm is the mantra you can repeat over and over again whenever you need to. Mm -hmm. And you have to just surrender and, and, and be really uncomfortable and find those people that can help you. And here's the last thing is it's like, stop fighting. So if you want the help, if you want to ascend, if you want to, you know, really embody who you are, you have to stop fighting. You have to make a choice. You have to decide, you know, okay, this is fucking crazy. You know, it's hard. It's all the things. But how I've been living isn't it for me. And you have to take the information and know that timelines are fluid. So it's like if you get the information and then a week later, you the information has already moved along and changed. Like, you just let it go. You don't attach and you don't ruminate to it. You just keep moving. You have to understand that as your layers appear to you, they're appearing to you exactly as they need to. They're the greatest gift. When they need to. Exactly. And you can't decide that. You don't get to choose that. You, your human doesn't get to choose that. Your consciousness knows what it's doing. You know what it's doing. It's your human that is making it harder for yourself. And yesterday when I did my work and I had an amazing, you know, session with myself where um, things just really came on grid. And afterwards, it was amazing because how they were showing me the imagery is there was a whole audience behind me, you know, watching the movie of my life go on. And they're like, how dumb, you know, the audience is laughing, like dumb humans, like they don't get it, you know? It's like you have to really just pull yourself back as the audience of your own movie of your life and realize if you were the one watching your movie, what would you say? The answer is obvious to you because yeah. you've, you've seen it all. You've exactly. Ex- you know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I just really felt the nudge to like sit down with Scott and kind of just get this all kind of out Scott, is there anything else that, you know, we've been talking about in our world to really, you know, be that hand for everybody to help them? You know, we talk all day long. We have, you know, nuggets of conversations and awareness and clarity to really like support everybody. And sometimes this morning I just woke up and I was like, there's just a buildup of things that we need to just kind of talk about. That seems to be the theme of everything kind of going on right now. And distractions is definitely a big one. It's huge. The ego is up a level. That's what I just need to quickly touch on is the ego is telling you the most fuck stories alive. And I know that the ego always tries to attack Coco too, especially um, the deeper you get into your work or, you know, when you're about to make a big thing, it's like, she's fucked, you know, the money, every lack, it's always some story that people have. And that's your ego, you know? People need to really understand that even though in session you see my face and I'm talking to you, it's really you talking to you. You know, Scott is very much the same way when he 
when he's sitting across from me and he's giving you information, he's getting the downloads to do it. You know, he's not just talking um, out of his ass. He definitely is talking to the, you talk more to the human. You know, you help the human click more, whereas I really get to the light. But the distractions of the ego are really heavy this week. Okay, so it's not necessarily the external distractions that are really, I mean, they're, they're there, but the distractions of your ego is telling you all the stories and why you should do this and why you shouldn't do this and this is fucked and I'm homeless or whatever your stories are. And that's where you need to bring the clarity up to that big time. So Scott, how do we feel? Well, if you're tired, allow yourself to rest. Yeah, that's another thing. That's that's the biggest thing. Whatever you allow yourself to be. The large amount of Allow yourself be, yeah. allow yourself to feel. And how would you explain being? Because I feel like that's another thing that people like get confused with, with being. Being literally is being. Like, I mean, sitting and like sitting. I mean, being is the hardest things for humans to do because we've been so conditioned and so programmed to hustle, to do, to do all this stuff. So that if you be like literally, if you literally do nothing, but sit with your thoughts and stare at the fucking roof, that is the hardest work that people do. Because you'll also hear that narration, like you're a loser. What are you doing? Like you, you took a leave of absence or you don't have a job or, you know, you're all the things come up and you really see how extreme your narration is and how 24 seven it is. And you really notice when you're being how you're pulled to constantly cope, to constantly distract and to see how your wounds are pinged. Cause then as soon as you pick up that phone and you look at Instagram and da da da, the wounds are pinged and things are so noticeable. But when we're so in it and we're so, you know, distracting and coping, you have no idea at all because you just are in it. So being Scott, you're really, you're really good at being now. It's been a huge summer of being for you. And how's that? Um, it's good. I feel like some people get wrapped up in being should be like sitting and staring at the ceiling. No, and but see, I'm giving and, and, an analogy. Yeah. yeah. And, and being can be sitting and staring at the ceiling because lots of things are come up because we've been so program that we have to do something yeah if you're just sitting there how are you going to like who's going to clean your house your house is a mess who's going to cook you food who's going to do the laundry who's going to take care of the kids like there's yard work to do oh my god you need to go to work how are you going to pay your bills like those are the thoughts that are going to come up those are the things that people are going to say to you mm -hmm. to feed those thoughts mm -hmm. so just being is just like you know i just need to sit down i just need to feel yeah and one of the things that I've really done is I am supposed to be and I'm supposed to not go for like um, really hard extracurricular activities. So like don't do any 14K hikes, no running, no, no. exercising. And I have a hard time just sitting in the house because mm -hmm. it's boring. And I'll be the first to admit that. But what I've really noticed is me and Ren will go for walks. And because I have kind of kept track of my walks, I know that my walking pace is somewhere between, you know, if I really feel like giving her, it's like nine minutes a kilometer. And if I'm kind of just like sauntering, sauntering, uh, well, sauntering a little bit more, I usually average around like we'll say nine to 11 minutes is generally where I am per kilometer. And now lately what I've done is my kilometer pace has doubled. Mm -hmm. I'm literally doing about a 19 to 22 minutes per kilometer pace because I've slowed right down and I'm allowing myself just to think, just to feel, and that's being. just to breathe. Yeah. I mean, the things that I am working on are like, I'm paying attention to how my foot hits the ground. I'm paying attention to how... You know, can I walk up this hill with just nasal breathing? Like, there's lots of little things that I'm doing that I'm trying that has slowed down to allow me to process what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. But I'm still doing something so I can satisfy that part of my personality journey. and my yeah. journey. But I've just slowed it down so much from what I've used to do, where it was like grind, push, pain, pain. Yes. 
So that's really... And accepting the fact that I've really kind of just like, I don't need to like huff and puff. I can literally go slow and enjoy the process. And it's like, it's like you never have a bad day of fishing. That's exactly what my mentality is now. You never, it's never a bad walk if it's not 14 kilometers long. It's just the walk. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable. The sun is shining or the sun is not shining. It still makes it all an experience. Well, yes, because before you were feeding the pain, you were feeding, the, you're getting, trying to get the, like the, the hit, basically, the dopamine hit. Oh, I, I, had, a des- I had a destination. I had yeah. an expectation for what I was going to do. Yeah. I couldn't just walk. You couldn't. And here's the thing, Scott, you couldn't feel. No. You know, so if you were in, I couldn't in, feel cuz I was so, so busy in, focused on where I wanted to be and how I wanted to get there. At the end. At the end. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't just go for a walk and just be like, okay, no, I've got to like hold like a 9-minute kilometer pace. I'm going for like 5 to 7 kilometers. Actually, it wasn't even a specific like distance. It was a specific place in like our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk to this point and then I'm going to like go up to this point cuz I'm feeling it. Well, really, it was just because I'm just like well, pushing myself so hard. And what's really coming to me about what you're sharing um, before we go is that is the journey as the whole with a lot of people is they're so focused at the end that they can't be present in where they are right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think you said this to me last week when we were discussing someone's kind of like journey and plan moving forward to help them. And you said they're so focused on the... What, what did you say? The red light or the, the next intersection that they can't focus on what they're doing right now. Yeah. You know, and that's where this thick illusion and this bypassing is coming up for a lot of you guys right now, where you're so focused on what Scott just said too, about his walks, how he used to be, you know, I'm so focused on the end to look at my watch and see where I'm at and how hard did I push myself and da, 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 da. The heart you, rate, yes, the breathing rate, you know, exactly. All, Every all, ache and pain in your body, you know, all the details. Yes. When really there's so much in the moment. I was focused on seven details when I mean, there's a thousand, there's a thousand other ones that I missed because I was focused on the seven. Yeah. And you were focused on the end. Yeah. And before we go, the last thing I want to say is there is no end in this journey. It's a state of being, and I cannot emphasize that. And that's one of the big things about new earth is, you know, we are not a program. We are not a course. We don't sell to you. We don't care because it's all about you and it's all about you and, and being the being there to help hold your hand, you know, and it's like everything in my world is energy. And I get nudges all day long, all the time. Okay, I need to reschedule this person. I need to move this person. I get a download all the time if I need to. And then it's it'll either ping you or I'll show you something that you need to later on. And it's like in the 3D, it's like, you know, this would be a course. This would be a business. This would be something to like. Well, if we were trying to sell it in the 3D, we'd have an objective. Mm-hmm. You're going to do our six-week yeah. program. And you're going to And do, yeah. we're going to move you through from here. And by the time you're done our six-week this program, is this is what you're going to be able yeah. to do. It's not that. And we've never, ever sold to anybody because New Earth doesn't sell. The difference is, is you put out information. So that's why this podcast comes out. That's why the magazine is coming out. You know, that's why our whole entire day-to-day is dedicated to you, to helping you rise and to put the information out there that is non-existent right now. That's why, you know, all of you guys are working to come on grid to continue to be that way. So really notice the contrast out in the world of the old and the new, because the new will never sell to you. The new will put out information and tell you information and then you either resonate or you don't you feel the activation inside of you but if you find yourself thinking and wanting this to save you you know we're not your people you need to go into the 3d or to the 4d to get those hits and to have your come up there but i really want people to also notice that contrast and see that clarity that new earth will never ever sell to you they are it is a state of being and it's felt well, we can't have expectations for what the course is going to give you because it always comes down to what are you willing to give back exactly to yourself? Exactly. And we're, we're, we're here to open the doors for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're not willing to turn the doorknob, mm-hmm. we can't say you're going to reach a certain level of, of certification. 
yeah. of, of higher consciousness because if you're not willing to really allow yourself to take those steps, then we're not going to give you false promises of saying you're going to reach level 100 well, if, you you're can't. Not, if you're not willing to you climb can't. those stairs. And here's the thing. The last thing that I got to really touch on is in this journey is when you begin a large majority of it for the first however long it takes, but I see it, you know, um, generally speaking, the first, you know, year is very much the human unwinding. You know, the first year is really unwinding that human. And then something all of a sudden flips and you move into light work and you move into light. And that's what people need to understand is it's like you have a lot of human unwinding to do. And then all of a sudden you move into purpose and you move into light. You can't move into the light and do your highest self work and do embodiment and do all that um, state of consciousness when you're still fucking in the human. So that's what you guys need to understand and need to hear. And you need to give yourself compassion because it's like what Scott said, whatever your linear year ages, and then add on all the lifetimes and all the things that are in your cellular memory and your DNA, you have a lot of unwinding to do. But because the new is here, it's happening faster than it's ever happened before, ever. This is the farthest that we have ever made it and it shows. So have an amazing, you know, week. Things are, um, they are what they are right now, you guys. And you can't fall victim to it. You really have to listen to all this information that we put out for you guys. The next few weeks, the next few months, like it is go, 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 go. Like there isn't even a seatbelt that can hold you in for how fast things are going to happen now. So again, Scott and I are here with open arms and open hands. Kogo Collective's here if we resonate and if you're ready to really change your life. And, you know, we have the light clinic where it's even those random people that are just coming off the street with illnesses and things and, and we're reversing it. But you've got to want it because it all comes down to one thing. What is the intent? And if the intent is to be saved your journey is going to be the byproduct of that. If the intent is to just change your life because inherently you feel something inside of you is here for something more, your journey is going to be the byproduct of that.